It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? Welcome to Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver, my guy. Brandon Scott. Today, we're going to say three reasons for optimism to look forward for the Wizards season. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. I just want to thank you guys for listening and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and, la- and lines. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And ever before, bet online when a game starts. So today is Friday, man. We're going to talk some Wizards basketball. How are you feeling today, Brandon? Sorry, feeling... Outstanding. It's Friday. Let's get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So today we're going to talk about we're going to bring up three things of optimism, three reasons for optimism for the Wizards season. You know, a lot of the consensus, a lot of the national media is is definitely down on the Wizards. A little doom and gloom when the Wizards have, you know, bottom tier in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Even the 2K ratings have the Wizards down below in in the Eastern Conference as well. So. Uh, we're just going to come up with three reasons for optimism, things to look forward to for the Washington Wizards season, um, why they could possibly surprise, how they could possibly surprise. Um, my first one is health. We'll elaborate on it more. Um, but what's your first reason for optimism, Brandon? Yes, sir. My first one is faster tempo. I believe what, uh, what Morris said, point guard, we got a point guard that's going to push the tempo. If you look at Bradley Bill, when he's most successful, within his career is when he had a point guard that can distribute the ball, who can uh, hit him when, you know, when he's wide open, getting wide open threes. You know, I think that the problem last season was, you know, him trying to be a playmaker and a shooter, you know, so with a pass first point guard, he's going to have an opportunity to be that scorer that he's best known to be. So fast tempo, that's what I look forward to. 
Definitely, yeah. The Wizards were 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 a bottom team in pace last year for sure. Um, we were just a, a we were a slow, methodical team, especially when we you know we had we had Dinwiddie out there who was just a slower point guard. And you know, pace isn't everything, but no, that's that's a good point. I mean, when he played next to John Wall, that was you know that was that was one of his better years, especially shooting from three. Just shooting overall was one of Bradley Bill's All Star years playing with next to John Wall, even next to Russell Westbrook as well. Uh, Bradley Bill had an all NBA, uh, all NBA career year. That was his best season. Um, so I, I do want to bring up pace to Washington last year. They were ranked 23rd in pace, 99.3 uh, pace. This is John Hollinger's team to team statistics and pace. I know the Wizards were bottom in fast rate points too. They just weren't a running team. And that might not be Wes Unsell's junior strategy. And I know pace isn't everything. It doesn't always equal to wins moving fast, but I think, you know, we got a young team that can go. You know, you got a guy like Gaffer, like Gaffer that can run the floor. Denny can run the floor. Rui can run the floor. We got some young guys that can run um, and that are athletic. Will Barton, he likes to run and gun too. So Kyle Kuzma, he's good with we're running and pushing the pace too. So um, I think Monte Morris is a guy that can do that. Monte Morris is not the fastest guy in the world, but I do think if we try to look to push, get the ball to Porzingis and some transition threes, um, some threes where he's trailing behind Brad or trailing behind Monte in transition. Um, I think it can open up the floor tremendously for this team. So, yeah, I like that a lot with Monte. I think Monte is capable of doing that. DeLon right off the bench, too, a little bit. Um, you can run, you know, Barton, you let Barton bring the ball up sometimes. Brad bring the ball up, interchange. Other guys will bring the ball up, push the pace. Guys just get the rebound and push. That's what I'm looking forward to. So that, that's a good one. Mine is health. Um, the Wizards just haven't been healthy in the previous years. You know, you look at last year, um, Rui missed the first 40 games in a year. Thomas Bryant missed the first 40 games or 20 to 30, 40 games of the year with the torn ACL. Um, you know, Porzingis is coming in healthy. Knock on wood. I'm not going to wood for these guys. And uh, Josh Robbins had a tweet yesterday saying that everybody on, ro- on the roster, on the training camp roster right now is healthy. So that's awesome. Bradley Bill coming back from a wrist injury. So health is going to be huge for the Washington Wizards. And you can say that for every team. Um, but even some of the free agents that we brought in in the previous years, you know, Dwight Howard having a back injury, you know, CJ Miles being injured. So there's been so many guys that we brought in and signed that have been hurt. So I'm intrigued to see what Rui can do with a full season. You know, Denny uh, last year coming back from a broken, uh, the broken foot, the broken, uh, you know, lower leg um, injury. He, this is his first full off season, you know, no, no, no uh, health and safety protocols, no virus, no COVID or anything like that. So I'm excited to see these guys a fully healthy roster from the jump. And I think they can help West Oso Jr. out with rotations too, because they had to bring Rui in last year, you know, 40 games had to do a minute restriction thing with him. They had to do the same thing with Thomas Bryant. And I think they just really messed up the rotation and chemistry waiting for these guys to come in. And this year you don't have to do that. Guys are just ready and available this year so far. Knock on wood. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, health is a big thing for this team. Cause like you said, you know, KP is a very talented player. I mean, the only knock against him has been his injury history. So if he comes into the season healthy and ready to go, you know, this solid three looks solid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is, you know, it's a solid team. You know, I'll, like I said, the young guys, they're good role players. You know, I want to see, I really want to see how Johnny does, you know, where he fits mm-hmm. into the lineup, you know, because I, you know, I think he's still going to have a pretty good career. You know, everybody's basing, you know, a lot off of summer league, but, um, Corey Kispert, you know, does he take that leap forward? You know, Rui, you know, how, how's he played this season? You know, come, you know, come back from a lot of what happened last season with him. And of course, Denny, you know, g- coming off of FIBA, 
you know, and you know, mm-hmm. this, he take that step forward. Everybody's looking forward to. So, you know, there's a lot of ifs, but there's a lot of optimistic ifs. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot to like <laughs> with this team. You know what I mean? So definitely, you know, health. You know, health has always been the issue for this team, going all the way back to you know Agent Zero, man. So mm-hmm. you know, health has always been that one factor that kept us from being a competing team, in my opinion. So no, I, I totally agree. Health is something that I look forward to. A healthy team going forward, and hopefully we can make a run of this thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, Agent Zero, John Wall was out for two seasons. I mean, he was missed a tremendous amount of games. And you have a star player like that, you know, or 47, a super max uh, million dollar player, or 47 million dollar player, you know, guy that you're expecting to be your number one guy. And John Wall that was, you know, out for an Achilles injury uh, for, you know, a couple of years with the Wizards, unfortunately, you know, Gilbert Arenas with the torn ACL. So the Wizards, you know, they just had their unfortunate Every team has that, but the Wizards have really been struck by injuries for their star players and big name players that they really need. And um, this year, you know, it, it's looking good that way. It's looking good that way for you know, look, it's looking good for health. Once again, knock on wood. So we're gonna get to some more optimistic reasons, but before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. NBA Top 50. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Giannis. Which NBA player moves the betting line the most this season? Locked On and the Bet Online Odds Makers present the NBA's top 50 most valuable players starting on September 19th. Find it, find it on Locked On NBA whenever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, what, uh, what was your second reason for optimism? Man, second reason for optimism. Number two, improve three-point shooting. Three-point shooting was an issue last season. Monte Morris and Will Bard can shoot behind the arc with a high percentage. You know, they're they known to be really good three-point shooters. So I would like to see a better, you know, I'm op- I have optimism that this is going to be a better three-point shooting team. You know, people forget KP can shoot behind the arc. You know, I mean, Rui took a step forward with a three-point shooting. You know, like like I mentioned, Barton, Morris. I, I see Bradley Bills taking a step forward with his three-point shot this season. You know, so I, I'm very optimistic that this team is going to be a better three-point shooting team. 100%. Yeah, they, they couldn't get much worse. They made the fewest threes in the NBA last year. And like you said, yeah, Monte Morris is a – I'm looking up his numbers right now. He's a third, he, was a, he shot 39% from three last year, shooting four threes per game. Uh, which is pretty good volume right there. Will Barton, he's like a career 36% three-point shooter too. And like you said, Corey Kisper, he's a guy that can knock it down from three. I think Corey is going to make a nice uh, developmental leap this year as well, shooting from the three. You know, he broke the rookie three record last year, hitting over 100 threes. He broke Bradley Bill's three-point record. He hit six threes in a game against the Warriors too. And Porzingis, he's going to open up the floor too. So 
Um, I love how I think Porzingis is going to get a lot of open shots for guys too. You know, he attracts a lot of double teams. Brad attracts a lot of double teams. So we're going to get some guys that can knock it down. Monte can knock it down. Um, last year we struggled from three too. Like other teams would play zone, and it looks like the Wizards were just lost in the sauce out there. Like when we lost a couple games to the Hornets, they just kept playing zone against us because they're like they were just daring us to shoot from three. But this year I don't think they're going to be able to do that. I think they're going to have to really respect us from the three-point line and uh we're gonna have some some guys that can knock it down Rui, man Rui surprised me last year man he that was that was a pleasant surprise him shooting that well from the three yeah i agree uh, you know i i didn't mention kuzma man kuzma was kind kuzma of too. i mean <laughs> list goes on this is you know i this is gonna be a good three-point shooting team you know i think people are gonna have to put more respect in our name when it comes to three-point shooting mm-hmm. because morris and barton they're a good addition to this line as far as shooting by the heart. So, like I said, I'm very optimistic that this team can be a better three-point shooting team this season. Mm, yeah, they definitely have to put some respect on our name. I like that. You know, for sure. all, all three of them just knocking it down from three. So, my next one, um, I'm very optimistic with the big three, or a solid three, as we call them. Um, Porzingis, Brad, Kuzma. Uh, the last time they had two guys, the last time, the, every time the Wizards have two people, two players score 20 points a game, they made the playoffs. This happened six times, and this is this is from Chase Hughes. This is the stat that he brought up, that the six times that is that it has happened, the Wizards have two players scoring 20 points per game. They made the playoffs five out of six times. And I think Chris Tapps is going to score 20 points a game, and then Bradley Beal easily, he just walks on the court, he scores 20 points a game. Chris Tapps, too, I mean, he easily just walks on the court and scores 20 points a game. Kuzma is a guy that can put up 20 points a game, too, honestly. Um, like I said, if we do push the pace and, you know, run that style of offense, a high-octane, uh, you know, run – run against style of offense, which I don't think Wes Enzo Jr. is going to do. I think he likes that slow pace, but he may have to switch up his coaching style just and go what works best for Bradley Bill. Like you said, Bradley Bill has done a great job, um, you know, playing that running gun style with Russell Westbrook and John Wall, where they're just running the floor, playing that young style of basketball. Um, so I do see guys that could potentially score 20 points a game. I think that would be, a, you know, high-octane offense. Um and then Kuzma, like you said, you know, he's been lethal from the three-point line, knocking it down. Percentages weren't great, but he, you know, he had a game where he hit, he hit eight threes. And I think Bradley Bill is a guy that can bounce back and shoot better from the three-point line, too, just having other shooters around him, other guys that are, that are going to attract um, double teams, other guys that can score for themselves and create for themselves, and just being next to a natural point guard like Monte Morris. I think they can set him up for easier baskets. And I like that you mentioned uh, West Unstale with what he, mm-hmm. you know, what he doesn't want to do with his offense. I mean, that's the thing with coaching in the NBA now. You have to, and you know, there's a saying, adapt or die. You know, and, you know, with coaching, you have to adapt. You know, you have to mm-hmm. kind of sacrifice parts of, you know, your your system. You know, with, with West, what I want to see is a faster pace in offense and, and, you know, the defense taking a step up. You know, mm-hmm. and, that, and, you know, that's the, you know, that's the system you, you haven't really seen in a long time because, you know, one famous team that was a run-and-gun team, I don't know if you remember, uh, the Steve Nash uh, Phoenix Suns under uh, Michael Daniel Tony. You oh, know, yeah. they were a fast team that was running gun, but, you know, obviously they sacrificed defense. I'd like to see him kind of mesh the best of both worlds. I'd like to see the pace go faster, you know, but I would like to see the defense take a step up, you know, especially with players with like Rui. You know, Rui, i like to see him take a step forward as far as his defense this season. But, yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think pace will help Gafford. As well, he's a guy that catches lobs and likes to run the floor too. So a slow, you know, half court offense is not going to be. It's not best suited for Gafford. 
Um, now, I've, you know, Gafford is a guy that, you know, he thrives off alley-oops and lobs and guys, you know, getting him the ball, kind of manufacture baskets, assisted baskets. So I think it would be good for Gafford, too. And then we saw last year when Gafford and Przingis played together, uh, they were running the floor together. They were two bigs that can, you know, finish above the rim and run the floor together. So I, I like that a lot, too. Um, that would thrive. Denny's really going to transition, too. So I would love to push the pace. And, yeah, like you said, Wes Enzo Jr., you know, he may have to, you know, go against, you know, his philosophies. I think from looking at last year, he liked the slow, methodical offense, slow it down and have defense be your identity where, you know, we weren't good enough to have defense as our identity last year. I think West did some good things and there were definitely some improvement areas for him for sure. So um, I do want to see how this offense is with Porzingis. I think it's going to run through Porzingis in the half court. And then, it's, I mean, of course, going to run through Brad. But I think what I saw from last year is, you know, when Brad was out, of course, they had they, Brad, uh, Porzingis was the number one guy. They were really running the offense through Porzingis. And I thought that was the best our offense looked all year. You know, Tomas Adoransky was running point guard. And uh, it wasn't running through guards. It was running through a big in Porzingis. And I thought it flowed and the ball movement was better when it was running through Porzingis last year. I mean, pushing the pace is a win-win for this team. You know, mm-hmm. you know, from an offensive point of view, you know, your the defense doesn't – you know, you're catching the defense sleeping. You know, they right. don't know how to adjust when you're pushing the pace. You know, when you're doing a half court defense, you're giving the defense time to kind of go off your offense. And it just – that's why it kind of bogged us down last season. You know, you know, we just – you know, Dinwiddie just <laughs> – that's why I just wasn't a good fit last <laughs> season because, you know what I mean, because the pace. You know, you can't give the defense time to – Get it stuff together. You know, when you inbound the ball or you if you get that rebound, push the ball. You know, it's going to catch the defense slipping. You know, it's 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 it's, it's unbalanced in the defense. So it's a, it's the win-win. Like I said, you know, from a coaching point of view, West has to be able to sacrifice a part of his system for this team to be successful because we cannot be, you know, coming up the court and setting up and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, we gotta go fast, man, because we have the personnel to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I want to bring up. He has to match the personnel to the system. And likewise, mm-hmm. system to the personnel. You know, we have the personnel to run and gun. You know, I'm excited to see the pick and roll with Brad and KP, you know, right. and Gaff. I mean, and that's another thing, you know, Gaff and KP are going to be a good one-two punch at the center position. And so, I mean, I'm very optimistic. This is a very, very athletic team that can roll. So, mm-hmm. I mean, as long as West Sunset is willing to sacrifice part of his system for the success of this team, this team's going to be a sleeper. Right. Yeah. And we don't 100% know what his system is yet, but based off of what we saw last year, he just likes for them to get set up in a steady Eddie kind of thing. And it probably did work out on Denver. I'll look at the pace that they had when he was there. Um, if there was anything different, I don't know if I'll bring it up right now, but it would be interesting to see. I guess I'll bring it up to see if their pace was any different with Jokic. But even Jokic, you know, he likes to run and gun too because he gets the ball out. Guess what he does with the rebound? He's always, you know, throwing it up court, you know. But, yeah, Denver, their pace, according to uh, John Hollinger, they were – I'm not sure if it's John Hollinger who does the pace, but they were uh, 99 and a half. So they were ranked 29th in pace in Denver. So – I guess, yeah, and the pace pace factor. So this is pace factor. It's the number of possess- number of possessions a team uses per game. So they were um, almost dead last in pace in 2020. That was the last time that Wes was there. So I guess that is what that's what the coach Mike Malone in in Denver likes to do. And I guess that's what Wes is trying to do over here. And he may just have to, you know, switch it up. So, but this is this is good. You know, talking about pace. You know, I mean, it's something that the Wizards may have to look at. Really, did you have another a reason for optimism? Yes, sir, I do. 
Number three, <laughs> KP playing with his back to the basket. Now, oh, KP said last season that he wanted to play with his back to the basket a lot more than he did in Dallas. You know, Dallas, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, he was top of the key. You know, he showed last season that when he played with his back to the basket, he had the athleticism and the post moves to be able to dominate in the paint. Now, obviously, when he goes against people like, you know, Embiid or, when you know, your high-profile bigs, he's going to have his work cut out for him because, you know, he's a tall cat, but, you know, he, you know, muscle-wise, you know, Embiid's a whole nother beast. But he was very successful last season playing with his back to the basket. So if he can add that, you know, in addition to his three-point shooting, this can be a very complete player. And this can really play mind games with defenses because, like I said, he can hit from behind the arc and he go in the paint and he can dominate. So, you know, that's really going to have defenses really questioning. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's one thing I'm very optimistic to look at is him playing more in the paint and not so much, you know, top of the key, you know. Right, yeah, that's the – so I would actually – I'm not going to say I disagree, but I look at it this way. You know, I think Porzingis, he's a finesse big. He's not a banger kind of guy. He's not a physical guy. Like, he's not like – you know, he's not going to be like Shaq or – you know, even Embiid is finesse too. Like he, you know, he likes to dribble, do crossovers and stuff like that. Um, but no, if he can dominate with his back to the basket, where he can just do that turnaround, where he doesn't even need to dribble the ball, just get it, turn around and shoot over guys. You know, Yao Ming did that. Yao Ming seven six. Chris Evans is not too far away from seven six. You know, when Chris Evans plays out there too, he's so much taller than his defenders too. So I do agree with you as well. And then in some parts, I look at it differently. There were some times where he was trying to bang down low in the post and be physical. It just didn't work out, and sometimes he would fade away. But like you said, if he if he is more physical and stronger down there too, you know, it can help him out instead of fading away. But sometimes that fading away, it does work out for him. Um, for whatever reason, in Dallas, some of the post ups just didn't work out for him. But I think with the Wizards, I can look at the numbers for that too. But he was he was dominating the post. I did like him at the top of the key though, and that's why you know that's why he's a unicorn because he can do things that you know big men, other bigs can't do, which they can shoot threes and he can dribble, put the ball on the floor. I look at that Lakers game where. You know, I bring it up a lot where he was he was dominating. They put Russ on him. He just got the ball to free throw line, shot the ball over Russ. Uh, there was one time he did a pump fake over Russell Westbrook, and it was awesome. They put Austin Reeves on Porzingis. They put LeBron on Porzingis, and they put Russ on Porzingis. It was all three mismatches. Nobody could guard him. I think Winnie and Gabriel was guarding him too. Um, they were all just mismatches. Nobody could check Porzingis. And there's going to be some games like that where, you know, he's getting switches, and there's six, eight guys on him that are not even close or in a stratosphere, he's just going to be able to shoot the ball over him. So, um, but, yeah, no, I do want to see him get in the post more, too, just start inside out. But if he is knocking that three down, I'm not mad at that either. Oh, no, I totally agree. You know, and that's mm-hmm. why I said, you know, you got to be unpredictable. You know, mm-hmm. very often last season we were very predictable. And yeah, so true. if he's able to do both, you know, because like I said, this is a massive thing. This is where coaching comes in. You know, if, you, if you're going against MB, you know, maybe, you know, down low is not the best – you know, decision to go with KP. But, you know, if you're going against other bigs that, you know, all right, Mitchell Robinson, you know, mm-hmm. Mitchell Robinson's not going to be able to guard the perimeter. So that, you know, it, it's a mismatch. But to have more than one tool in your tool bag is is, is, is a good thing, especially for KP. You know, and that's when the, really what I want to see from him is play more in the, in the paint, but don't be so paint dominant to where, you know, defenses can kind of adjust on that. You know, be un, un, unadjustable. Now, you know, we have that talent on this team. We have, you know, guys who can play multiple positions. We have guys who can do more than one one thing with their game. So, you know, it's a Swiss Army knife. You know, that's the one thing I do like about this roster is you have guys who can, you know, play multiple positions. You have guys who can do more than one thing, you know. So, KP, you know, I, I agree with you. You know, 
behind the arch, you know, he's money, you know, and they played, he did a lot of that in Dallas, but you know, one interview I remember, you know, when he first, when we first acquired him said that one of the one thing he wanted to do more of was play with his back to the basket. I noticed that watching him play last season, he was doing a lot more of that. And it was catching defenses off guard because like I said, defenses were going off of the fact that, you know, he was shooting more behind the arc. So when he went in the paint, he was very successful. So yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. If he can dominate there, and that's why I'm I'm high on him because I feel like he can dominate outside, inside out. I feel like he can do it both ways. I feel like he can get a smaller guy on him and shoot over him or back him down, get to the basket. Um, even off misses, getting off his rebounds. I think he's I think he's a good rebounder. I think he's a solid rebounder. I think he's going to lead the team in rebounds as he should. Um, and just being out there shooting, put the ball on the floor. I think he can he can do both. Um, but yeah, I like in the interview how he said he does want the ball down low in the post. Being seven for three, he just wants to take. He wants to take advantage of those mismatches. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see Porzingis. He's the guy that I'm really high on this year. I'm really thinking that Porzingis is going to have an All Star. I think he can have a career. I think he's he's on a revenge tour. I think a lot of people are down on him. Like I like I said, his trade value went down. He was traded for Bertans and Dinwiddie. No disrespect to those guys, but I think his trade value certainly went down. It kind of showed what the league thought about Porzingis that they that the Mavericks were so quick and ready to give up or trade him for two guys who, you know, don't have the all-star potential, in my opinion, or even close to, and the Mavericks threw in a second-round pick. They gave up Dinwiddie Bertans and a second-round pick just to get rid of Porzingis, you know, when Porzingis and Luca were supposed to be a dynamic duo that, we, you know, we're hoping that Bradley Bill and uh, Porzingis can be. So, um, but yeah, those are some good reasons for optimism. We'll probably do a part two, and if you guys want to drop down your reasons for optimism. Why do you think the Wizards could finish better than what the consensus or what the national media ha- has this finishing, you know, in the plan or out of the plan or not even making the playoffs? You guys drop, a, drop down your comments below or add us on Twitter or DM us on Twitter or any type of social media or in the community tab on YouTube as well. Uh, we just want to thank you guys for listening and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Now, for your second listen, get up to date on the last latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked On NBA. I was on NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. Brandon, before we leave, it's a good luck charm. So we did do predictions for the Commanders game. I got my Commanders hat and my Washington uh, T-shirt on right now. Brandon's got his Wizards gear on. Of course, you have your Washington football team flag in the back. So we're not, we'll just do one key, key to victory. We're not going to do all three. One key to victory and a score prediction. I'll let you go first. Oh, man. Um, key to victory. Carson Wentz. Stay yeah. out of here, bro. <laughs> make the right decisions, <laughs> you know, trust your playmakers, you know, we had playmakers. So, you know, you know, you don't have to play hero ball, you know, trust your guys around you. Um, score wise. Whoo. It's going to be a scoring fest. I'm saying right now, you know, mm. both defenses are, are struggling a little bit. So I'm going to say 38, 31 Washington. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. I like that. A nice, fun, high scoring game. I'm going to say uh, 32, 29, the commanders win. My key to victory is stopping DeAndre Swift, man. We talked about it before we got on here. He is a dynamic running back. He put up a lot of numbers on the Eagles. I think he had like 144 rushing yards. We got to contain him. I don't know about stopping him, but we got to contain him. We have it because if he hurts us, then, you know, golf is not the best quarterback in the world, but he can hurt you. I'll, I'll say that he's a respectable quarterback. He has been to the Super Bowl before, but I like your point about Carson Wentz, man. He, he's got to, you know, it was a roller coaster ride. We'll see what kind of roller coaster we get on on Sunday, but. So we want to thank you guys for listening once again. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube and hit the notification bell. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad 
free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.